Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. It's just been on my heart this week, and it's be still and know that I am God. And let's just be still just for a moment longer, just to be still. Maybe you've got uh, worries or cares in your life today. Just be still and remember that He is the God who loves you. As we've just been encouraged, as Kerry's prayed. Thank you, God, that you are here with us right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray day by day that you would help us, Lord, to maybe physically, maybe just in our heart, just throw up our hands, Lord. Just throw up our hands and surrender and say, God, hallelujah, praise be the one who's rescued us from sin and death. Help us, Lord, day by day just to, to hand it over to you again. Lord, we just hand over this day to you, God. We hand over our lives and ask that you would have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks to the worship team. You know, I, I was uh, chatting via, we've, we've got lots of different um, messenger groups within the church. And just uh, last night, I, I messaged the, the coffee cart team and I said, hey, we should re- rename the coffee cart team to the CFC worship team slash missions coffee cart team because everything we do is for His glory. Amen. Amen. Um, and we could have the, the worship greeters team and the, the worship ushers team and the worship uh, kids team and the worship, because it's all for his glory. And, and uh, you know, Friday night, um, the, the youth, guy, youth team, the youth, youth guys did an awesome job running that trivia night. Um, uh, I just want to say a huge thank you um, and a thank you for planning the question so that our team could win. Um, <laughs> I, I felt a little guilty. I'm like, oh my goodness, we won. I didn't expect this. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was a great time and uh, thanks to them and, and thanks to, to all the, the youth team and our, our kids team. Tom's up here this morning. He's just a, a part of that team heading it up and uh, just want to say thanks to all the guys that do that. There's, there's one thing you got wrong this morning though, Tom. Where is he? He's, he's up the back helping sort out the sheets. The kids can go up and get a sheet, by the way, if they haven't got one already. We'll just while I'm talking. There's one thing you got wrong this morning. Chloe was not performing. She knows that. She's, she's worshipping. And we, we're not up here to perform. We're here to worship. Amen? Amen. God help us to always remember that. Just, just had to say that. There we go. Who's excited? Who's excited for something, anything, anything at all? It's school holidays. And the kids are either already colouring or they're just not listening. Kids, who's excited as holidays? It's <laughs> a couple. Awesome. Fantastic. And... Uh, Parents, who's excited it's holidays? It's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like a little bit of a, like, it's, it's busy. Um, we, we get it. We've got six kids. Um, by the way, my name's Andrew. If I haven't introduced myself for any visitors, it's great to have you with us. For the guys in Birigara, those joining us online as well, great to have you with us today. Um, it's terrible when you get up to speak and you go, I can't even find this first page of my notes. Um, there we go. We're, here we are. Fantastic. It's school holidays. Who's got a plan to uh, go and watch a movie or something over the holidays? Any kids got a movie they want to go and see? Is, is the new Despicable Me up yet? Or is that coming? 
Still coming? It's, it's out? It's okay, okay anyway. Who's, who's got a favourite movie of all time? Adults too? Favourite movie? Have a think. Is it Cars? Is it Ben, ben, ben Hur? Is it um, Shrek? <laughs> I've got to say Over the Hedge is one of my favourites. Um, who's seen the movie The Lion King? Hands up, new or old, who's seen it? Maybe you've been to the... Who's been, anyone been to the live musical? Oh, that was awesome. Um, yeah, it was, we actually played a little bit of The Lion King at the end of our wedding ceremony. It was the first song after we were declared to be husband and wife. It started off with... Anyway. <laughs> I, I have sung that line a lot of times. It's, um, um, anyway, I'm totally getting off track. Today, we can't watch the whole movie. And everyone went, oh... But we're not here to watch a movie. We're, you know, there's, there's fun in watching movies, there's entertainment, but there is no life in just entertainment. We're not here to be entertained, we're here to be encouraged in the Word of God, but we are going to talk a bit about the movie The Lion King this morning. But there's another king that some of you guys have been talking about in CFC Kids, and I wonder if you can guess which king I'm talking about. Anyone want to yell it out? King... Not Pharaoh... King David, I heard someone say it. King David, we're going to be talking a bit about the Lion King. We're going to be talking a bit about King David uh, this morning. And as I said, we, we can't play the, uh, the whole movie, um, but we can play the trailer. So in case you haven't seen it, I thought we'd put a little bit of the trailer up now. Thanks, guys. We'll dim the lights so you can see it well. Crank up the volume. Life's not fair. Is it, my little friend? While some are born to feast, others spend their lives in the dark. Begging for scraps. Everything you see exists together in a delicate balance. While others search for what they can take, a true king searches for what he can give. Run away, Simba. And never return. Take your place in the circle of life. Sing along. We, you know. Fantastic. Who loves Timon and Pumbaa? I don't know if you've seen The Lion King one and a half, but I think it's my favourite. It's the whole story from the perspective of Timon and Pumbaa. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Hopefully it helps you remember as we go through this morning, as we think about the points we're going to look at this morning. But right from the beginning of the movie, if you've seen The Lion King, you'll, you know you'll, we meet a little lion cub named Simba. And uh, there he is. 
a little lion who wants to be a big lion. And uh, I love the scene when they're in the elephant graveyard and Simba goes to roar and it's like... It's like the little... It just sounds like a little pussycat. And uh, then the, the Mufasa comes up behind him and he goes to do it again and it's like... And uh, he's like, whoa, I found my roar. Um, but he's a little lion who wants to be a big lion. And we also find out pretty quickly that he's a little lion who's going to be the king of all the pride lands. And pretty soon afterwards, we find out as well about another guy. We've got the picture there, named Scar. And he wants to be king. And everyone go, boo. Because yeah. <laughs> Scar wants to be king. He wants to be in control. He wants to be the boss. And you know what? Right there is the root of sin. We want to be our own boss. We want to be God in our own life. We want to be able to do whatever we want to do when we want it. From, from the age of, I'm not looking at any particular kids, but whatever age, we grab, we snatch, we want, we want to be the boss. We want what we want. And Scar, just like that, wants to be king. And interestingly, in the Bible, when we meet King David, when he's not yet king, when we meet little Dave, he's probably 10 or 12 years old. Is anyone here between 10 and 12 years of age? Joseph, put your hand up. Yeah, that's good. Good. Yep. Yep. Got a few guys that are 10 and 12 years of age. He's a little guy, but there's another guy who's king, and his name is Saul. And Saul has disobeyed God. Saul has been appointed by God, he's been anointed by God, but then he's disobeyed God and God has said, you're going to lose the kingdom to somebody else. And then we meet another guy, let's swap Saul over for the other guy, another guy named Samuel who's a prophet and God speaks to Samuel and says, go and anoint the one who I'm going to make the next king. And Samuel's like, you've got to be crazy. I'm not going to go and anoint anyone to be king when Saul's still alive because if he finds out, I'm dead. It's like it's not a good idea to go and anoint someone and say someone else is going to be the king when the king's still alive. That's not popular. But anyway, God doesn't seem to kind of answer his uh, question about that. And he says, no, go and anoint the son of Jesse that I've appointed to be king. We're going to open the Bible in 1 Samuel 16. And we're going to have a read of what happens as he goes to anoint the king. 1 Samuel 16 verse 6 says this. When they arrived, so this is Samuel with the family. Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. He saw how, how, how muscly he was. He saw how, how uh, charismatic and how, how wonderful this guy looked. He goes, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Guys, I want you to know this morning, and you might want to write this down to fill in some blanks, God doesn't choose us based on what we look like. He doesn't care how tall you are. He doesn't care how what color your hair is, what color your skin is, doesn't care what you look like. He cares about your heart. I wonder if anyone's ever played a game at school or at some point in your life where there's been two captains and the two captains choose their teams. And, uh, 
And, you know, someone, they, they, they say, oh, I'll choose him and I'll choose her and I'll pick him because he's my friend. And um, it's like, oh, he's good at scoring goals, I'll have him. And uh, when I was at school, it depended on the type of game that we were playing as to what level I was picked. If it was a running game, I was, I was up there. Like, I was pretty fast. I can still run if I have to. <laughs> Although the boys always beat me to church. Anyway. Um, but if it was basketball, I was down the pecking order. I, I did not play basketball. I was not a basketballer, and uh, I knew I was going to be down the, down the list a bit unless someone was feeling especially kind. But, you know, some people just don't seem to like us. It doesn't matter how fast or how good we are at the sport, they just wouldn't pick you. Has anyone ever had that? Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? But guess what? Kids, if you ever notice that you're not being picked, Jesus knows just how you feel. Jesus had been teaching people, he'd been healing people, he even raised people that were dead back to life. And it says the leaders of the, the, the leaders hated him. They hated him, they were jealous and they wanted him dead. Hopefully your people in those teams aren't wanting you dead, but you know, God understands how you feel. Jesus has been through it all. He understands how you feel and he can help you through the journey. He loves you and he knows what it's like. The story goes on in 1 Samuel 16 and, and uh, David's dad, Jesse, brings, brings all his sons out for Samuel to choose the king, except he leaves David out. He doesn't even call him in. Can you imagine if the Prime Minister of Australia came to your house and he was coming to choose the future Prime Minister. And your parents, they said, hey, kids, and if you're the only person in your family, this doesn't work very well, but um, kids, come in and line up because the Prime Minister is here to choose the new Prime Minister. And they call everyone in, except they leave you outside playing with the dog and don't even call you in to get chosen, to see who gets chosen. David gets left down in the paddocks. And maybe you feel a bit forgotten sometimes. Maybe you feel like, why am I? I'm the youngest in our family. Is anyone else the youngest? Yeah, I know how you feel. I get it. <laughs> We're the spoilt ones. No. <laughs> I've put some people offside now. I'm like, oh, what have I done? Maybe you feel like, I'm always the one who's too small. I'm always the one who's too little. Maybe you feel like, I'm, I'm not the popular kid. I don't get to be picked. Maybe you feel like you're too old. Maybe you're not one of the kids here today, but maybe you feel like, you know what, I always get overlooked. Why am, why am I seen as too old? Maybe you feel like you've messed up too much. Maybe you feel like there's something else going on in your life that you get forgotten. But I want you to remember this, and that's why I'm getting you to write it down, kids. God looks at our heart. God looks at our heart, he knows our heart, and he loves you, and he longs for you to give him your heart. To surrender your heart to him and say, God, heal my heart. Make me whole again. Help me to know your love. Have a listen to what it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. I'll rely on you guys to flick that up for me. Romans 10, verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I think there's some kids might have that as a memory verse this week. <laughs> or this term. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God loves you, but he waits for us to call out to him. He doesn't, he, I've heard people say God's a gentleman. He doesn't push his way into your life. 
He, he just waits for you to invite him in. And kids, God wants you to surrender your heart to him, to, to give him your life so that you might know his love. Let's have a read of what happens next in 1 Samuel 16, verse 11. It says, Then Samuel asked, Are these all the sons you have? He's speaking to Jesse because he's saying, No, it's not this one, it's not that one. And then Jesse says, There is still the youngest, Jesse replied. But he's out in the field watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. There we are. And the Lord said, This is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. And life kind of goes on. And I imagine Dave went back out and looked after the sheep again. And life kind of went from this crazy moment to back to normal. It's a little bit like in the movie. We know Simba's going to be king. He's the future king of the Pride Lands. But it's not yet. Sometimes things are true, but it's not yet. Kids, hint, hint. (laughs) Sometimes God speaks to us. And maybe you're five years old. Maybe you're 55 or 95 years old. And maybe the things that God has spoken to you about, God has spoken to you and it's true but those things haven't come to pass yet. And I want to encourage you this morning that God is faithful to his word. What God has spoken, he will do. And sometimes we get discouraged in the waiting and Simba gets a bit discouraged in the waiting and David kind of goes through some torment in the waiting. But what God has spoken is true, even though sometimes it's not yet. Not yet can be hard sometimes. When you Driving somewhere and the parents say, you ask, are we there yet? And they say, no yet, not yet. It's painful in the waiting sometimes. Now hopefully you've seen the movie and if I give away these spoilers and if you haven't seen it, hopefully you won't care too much. But uh, it's fairly early on in the movie. We see Scar, the one who wants to be king. He goes to the hyenas and they, they, they set up a trap. And through some very tear-jerking moments, I won't ask you to put up your hand if you've had a tear, in that moment, and Mufasa's life is gone. And, yeah, I can see some of you tearing up already. <laughs> and the moment comes as his father dies for Simba to become the next king. But in that moment, Simba listens to the voice of Scar. And Scar gets in his ear, he says, This is all your fault, Simba. This is all your fault. It's your fault that Mufasa's dead. You're You're not worthy of taking the throne. You should run away, Simba. Run away and never come back. And Simba listens to the voice of Scar. He runs away and Scar becomes king. Kids, big kids, no matter how old you are, we have to choose which voices to listen to. We have to make a choice. And just like in the picture on your colouring sheet there, guys, as Simba's standing on that decision, we need to make a stand on that decision. Whose voice are we listening to in this life? You know, we live in a post-Christian culture. We live in a a culture that is not based on the biblical foundations it was 100 years ago. 
And we cannot just stand on the things that this community stands on thinking, oh, this is what pleases God. We, we cannot do that. We need to choose whose voice are we listening to. I'm going to ask the band to come and we're going to take a little break. We're doing things a little bit different this morning. I just want to read a couple of verses as they come. Have a listen to what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Got that one there, guys. 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around. He prowls around like a roaring lion. Stay alert. Watch out. Hang on. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's what he's trying to do. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. Then have a listen to this verse from John 10.10. This is Jesus speaking. He says, The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they and that you might have life and have it to the full. You know, Simba listened to Scar's voice and he ran away. We're going to hear a bit more about what happens next a little bit later. David trusted God's voice, although there was moments when he could have killed Saul. He could have tried to make himself king. He trusted the voice of God and God's timing in these things. And guys, I want to encourage you today. Let's choose to trust in God's word. Choose to trust in God's word. Choose to trust in what he has spoken. Choose to open up his word and read it and trust in the God of all creation. You deliberately disobeyed me. I know. You could have been killed. And what's worse, you put Nala in danger. Do you understand what's at stake? You jeopardized the future of our pride. I just wanted to show you I could do it, that I could be brave like you. I'm only brave when I have to be, when there's no other choice. But you're not scared of anything. I was today. You were? Yes. I thought I might lose you. I guess even kings get scared, huh? More than you could ever know. But guess what? I think those hyenas were even scareder. That's because nobody messes with your dad. Come here. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, Uh, we're pals, right? Right. And we'll always be together, right? Simba, let me tell you something my father told me. Look at the stars. The great kings of the past look down on us from those stars. Really? Yes. So whenever you feel alone, just remember that those kings will always be up there to guide you. And so will I. But I can't see them, Dad. Keep looking, son. Keep looking. Nice. 
You know, there is no great kings of the past looking down from us. That is, that is mythology. But you know, there is a king. There is the king of kings, the God of all creation, who is not just looking down on us from heaven, but he is with us, he is for us, and he has sent his Holy Spirit to live within us, to lead us and guide us and help us every single moment of every single day. We don't have to wait for some weird-looking monkey to come and bang us on the head and, and wait for the stars to do silly things. Like It's a great fun movie, but we don't have to wait for that. God is with us right now. And we can talk to Him, we can cry out to Him no matter what's happening in our lives because He knows everything about you. He knows what you had for breakfast. He knows what you're going to have for lunch, even though you're still not sure. He knows everything about you. But you know, the, the flip side of that is that God also knows about every single sin you and I have ever, ever done. He knows every secret thing. He knows every hidden thing. He knows our sin. And we deserve judgment. And just like Simba, who deliberately... You, you deliberately disobeyed me, Simba. <laughs> just like Simba, we've deliberately disobeyed. Just like King David who looked out over the, over the rooftops that day and saw things he shouldn't have seen and did things he shouldn't have done and then tried to cover it up. We have done things and tried to cover up things in our own lives. Every single one of us. We have all sinned. But what I love about that scene is as, as Mufasa comes and sits with his son on that, on that hill, Mufasa explains to his son why what he did was wrong. And God wants us to know why we have done, what was wrong with those things we've done. But then he forgives him. He says, yeah, we're still pals, mate. We're still pals. And God, despite our sin, waits for us to turn back to him and he offers us his forgiveness. And just as later on in the movie, we see Nala comes looking for Simba even though Simba's run away, Nala comes to find him and she's forgiven him, even though he still hasn't come back. And the animals of the private land, they're not holding it against Simba. They want him to come back, just as God is wanting us to come back to him. King David recognized his sin after he did those things he shouldn't have done. He tries to cover it up. We see that Nathan the prophet comes to him. And I want to read 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13. It says, Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. You know, our sin is not just against those we hurt. Our sin is against God. Our sin is against God. He is, he is the one that we sin against, not just the person. It's against God that we sin. And Nathan replied, Yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die for this sin. David recognized his sin. In the moment when he was confronted with the reality of his sin, he confessed his sin and cried out for forgiveness. And I want to encourage you today, whether you're 10 years old, whatever your age, church, let's be so quick when we see our sin to, say, to cry out to God and say, thank you, Jesus, that you died for me because I need your forgiveness. You are my saviour. Let's not try and cover it up. Let's not try and ignore it. Let's not try and hide it away or push it away. Let's confess it. Turn back to God. That's what repentance is. It's to turn back to God. 
And maybe even, maybe kids, you can even think of Simba, he's run away, he's listened to the, the voice of the enemy, and then as he's hiding in the jungle trying to live Hakuna Matata, he eventually realises he needs to go back, he needs to face what he has done and turn back to where his calling truly is. God is calling us to come back to him. So I should have thrown in some prodigal son verses there, but I haven't, but you can think about it. <laughs> You know, David messed up, Simba messed up, we've messed up. But God never wiped out David for what he'd done. He repented and God restored him. He wasn't the one people expected to be king. Even his own father didn't call him in when, when Samuel came to anoint the future king. And you know, when, when David went to see his brothers, when the Israelites were camped facing the Philistines and Goliath was there waiting to face his challenger, you know, his, his brothers just picked on him and said, what are you doing here? It's like, you're just a cheese boy. You start giving him names, that's just mean. And uh, they told him to send him home because he's too little. But God had a plan for his life. And church, I, I I want you just to think about yourself right now and no matter what people might have said about you, no matter what voices you might have listened to in the past, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for your life and you're not too messed up, you're not too old and you're not too young. You can live in that today. There's some things that are not yet, but you can live in it today. Maybe you are, your question is, okay, so, so how do we start this, Andrew? I'm glad you asked. Number one, learn to love and serve those around you. You know, who was David caring for when his dad left him out in the paddocks? He was looking after the sheep. And maybe they sort of thought, oh, he can just look after the sheep. That's, that's just a little job he can do. But he cared for the ones that he'd been entrusted. And I want to encourage you that as you look to be used by God, love the person that's in your life that you have the opportunity to love. Maybe there's someone at school, maybe there's someone in your workplace, and everyone kind of gives them a hard time. Maybe everyone picks on this one kid, but you can stand up and say, hey, leave him alone. Maybe you can stand up for that person at work who always gets the the blame, whatever it is. Love and serve those around you. Number two, be motivated by love and not by fear. Be motivated by love and not by fear. We are so quick as human beings to be motivated by fear. We're worried about someone's opinion of us. We're worried about what people are going to think about us. We're worried about, oh, maybe I'm not going to be able to do that thing. Maybe I won't be good enough. We have so many lies we listen to that it causes us to be motivated by fear. But God is calling us to be motivated by love. To step out in love and not in fear. If God is for you, who can be against you? If it's the God of the all creation that lives inside of you, who are we to be afraid? Number three, look to the true King, Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings and He is always with us and He loves us and He wants to lead us in life and life abundantly even for eternity. Look to the true king. 
And you know, this morning we're going to take communion in a moment, and we take communion together every Sunday because we want to remind ourselves every single week that it's all because of what Jesus did for us upon the cross, that we can have forgiveness, that we can have the presence of God in our lives by His Holy Spirit. It's all because of what Jesus did for us upon the cross. I just want to read two verses. I'll ask the team to come back again. Thanks for being yo-yos today, guys. (laughs) Philippians chapter 2 and verse 6 to 11 says this. This is Jesus, speaking of Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Think of that. God of all creation chose to come as one of us. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Day by day, as you get out of bed, as you drive to school, you ride your bike to school, or you you walk into work, whatever you're doing, God, help us remember that Jesus laid down his life, that we could have life. Let's look to the true king. You know, just like Mufasa said to Simba, many search. No, I'm not going to (laughs) try. Many search for what they can take. I wonder as as you look around at society, how true that is. Many search for what they can take. Well, a true king, maybe we should say a servant of the true king, searches for what they can give. Jesus laid down his life for us. And he now says, come, see my love and follow me. I was going to read from 1 Corinthians 11. And if you're a visitor this morning, please feel free to join us as we take communion together. Just hold the biscuit and the cup. We're going to sing this song before we take it together. Tom's going to come and lead us in that. But 1 Corinthians chapter 11. As we think about, as we look to the true king. Verse 23, it says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. And as we hold the biscuit in our hands, as we receive it, we remember that it was because of Jesus' broken body upon the cross, his sacrifice for our sin, that we can have forgiveness. And then he said, In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. 
That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. You know, as we hold the biscuit and the cup, this is a serious thing. This is a special, special thing. And you know, it says to examine ourselves. You know, we're talking about what Jesus did for us on the cross here. And we don't want to just eat and drink without thinking about what he has done for us. This is to remind us of all that he has done. And this morning as we take the biscuit and the cup, I'm just going to grab one over here. I hope the microphone doesn't squeal. As we hold the biscuit and the cup, I want you to examine your heart and surrender your life to him to, to thank God for his love for you this morning as we sing this song. Maybe you're here this morning, maybe you've never been here, maybe you've been here for years and years, but you've never really honestly said to God, I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. And just as you hold the biscuit in the cup as we sing this song together, I encourage you to say, God, I am sorry for my sin. And the Bible says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And the moment you turn back to him, just as the pride lands accepted Simba, God welcomes you home into his family and he will never send you away. We are forgiven because of Jesus.